0: Great. Happy Left-Hander's Day to all who celebrate things is. Sorry, that's one of the only things that I'm not wishy-washy
1: about is my handedness.
2: (laughs) I'm going to jack it with my left hand today in honor. (laughs) Speaking of jacking it, this episode of Lightning Strikes (laughs) Thrice is brought to you by our incredible patrons. Patrons like John and Oleti. If you want to help us keep making the show like they do. You can visit fishdrop.cash and contribute a little month. We really appreciate it. You can tell.
0: (laughs) We do appreciate it. We're just punchy.
2: listening to lightning strikes thrice a jrpg games Pub podcast this is season 10 episode 6 covering days 18 to 21 of wolf we'll do more one day i swear i am your host <laughs> chris taylor and with me is
1: Similar are any all pronouns
2: yeah okay uh
0: matt fix this he him <laughs> matt fix this he him um ryan Beatty. they them pronouns are the he-hims okay? <laughs> I think we
2: can safely say no.
0: <laughs>
2: Last episode, most of us had an adventure with Nebraska and became part owners of an arcade. We all started an exorcism, sold omelets, started an exorcism, sold omelets around town. Finished learning about the cruise heist with GW and had a heart to heart with Nebraska about how bad of a parent she was. Uh, we start today on day 18. There are 45 days remaining, and there are three days until our fight with Jazz Face.
0: Before we start, I just want to point out that last episode, it felt like the arc with Nebraska was mostly resolved. They had their heart-to-heart. However, we are still in Chapter 3, Nebraska Jones. So, she's still around that uh, that just it that struck me that we weren't at a new chapter yet and that this one was still called Nebraska Jones.
2: Yeah, good news. The next one is called G W. In case you in case you forgot that the last one was about a heist
0: and not actually about G W. Great. So at the start of day roundtable, Nebraska has dug up some info on Tiger and Jazz Bass. He's ranked two fifty one, one below us, and so this is purely about defending our position. Duke is extremely upset about this because as we learn more and more about like his debt and his family situation he's starting to get increasingly desperate to make more money and is like why do we have to defend our position and shades like because that's part of how this tournament works we can't just move up in the ranks other people are also trying to move up in the ranks nebraska continues Saying Tiger has been defeated by Joe, who we defeated last episode, six times with nothing to show for it. When we check in with the crew in the hangar, Duke is really still still smarting that we are wasting three days on something that doesn't get us closer to a payout. Peepoo is, is enjoying seeing just how hard he can push Knife before he breaks. He's learning a lot about humans. He's starting to get more and more existential as this game has gone on, which is kind of fun. Knife is just glad to have some time to relax, and that time lasts until Peepoo heard him say that just now. <laughs> Nebraska is uh, doing homework at the table downstairs. She was on vacation because some kid set the school on fire.
2: Never have they been more excited about an indented bullet point with Sybil's initials on it. Take it away.
1: (laughs) Uh, I mostly just took it as I thought she was half implying she was the student who did that.
2: Yeah, I thought so too until all the follow up about how bad the other kids at her school are.
0: Yeah, I almost took it as like a reference to River City Ransom. I was like, "Oh shit, does she does she go to like Kunio Kunhai? What 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 she is goes this? To the what is of Akira? He... Definitely,
1: <laughs> yeah. She
0: definitely goes to Kunio's
1: school. Uh-huh. Yeah, she goes to either one of those. She goes to River City <laughs> Ransom
2: or Akira, and I can't tell because of how much these people love anime and other video
1: games. <laughs> <laughs> I feel Fair. like at some point she's going to. Ha- name drop a character and that'll be our clue. Mm-hmm.
2: Here's some, here's some, oh, what's that shade? You're sick. Here's some medicine I found. It's good, it's like, good for education or whatever. Yeah.
1: On the other hand, it could just be, don't worry, just like, hit a wall and find some chicken. <laughs> so, it turns out if we head over to the Midnight Rambler, the Heart sisters are back in town. Ryder. Midnight Rider, right. (laughs) Midnight Runners, you know, Dexy's band. Uh, The Hart sisters are back. Charlotte says it seems like some moron's been pestering Hart again. It turns out they're not dunking on Fancy Jack trying to get a date, but instead talking about Tiger, just challenging any single person who moves up. I'm
2: glad about this. I was ready to defend our boy, Fancy Jack. How dare they?
1: Uh, this is where we first learn that his mech is basically like some freak shit from ARMS, and then Margaret wants tapioca, because why not? Gross. Joy will let Shade know the gang is becoming the talk of Rain City and wishes us good luck. I did actually stop in here briefly just to see if anything changed during the three free day string, and she said, Thank you, you are keeping my family from starving. And Shade makes a comment like, Well, good news, we're gonna keep paying. Mm-hmm. Well, you
2: missed the last Lionel and Moonshine update. But what? That, well, there was a Lionel and Moonshine update in those last two days, and then they disappeared, and then they will be back again in this show. Oh, okay. You heard about it on the podcast, is
1: Yeah. I'm going to be honest, I don't know who anyone is in that bar anymore, other than Joy. Hmm.
2: And the they're sleeping the, uh, guy, I
1: guess. They're the people who sometimes show up next to the sleeping guy
0: got it yeah they're the they're the people who are tracking down a big score they're working with each other they're both mercenaries but like one of them is small young and crafty and the other one is built like a dump truck
2: oh they're it, tracking yeah, I,
0: a I, bounty
2: hunter named
1: a lullaby right I know who those two are I just didn't see them on my stop in day yeah, yeah 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 they they show up uh, the next day
2: Got well it. we're also clarifying because uh, they're going to become very important
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Chris, you should probably take the hogsyard Yard scene. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm gonna take part of it. Okay. When we hit
2: Hog's Yard, Jack wants to talk about girls again. Uh, Shane tries to get him to talk to Hog, but uh, Jack has some reasonable pushback, and the line is, Did you see what a mess he's in? He's got kids all over the country. He's got enough ex-wives to assemble an army, which is my favorite <laughs> hyperbole in a while about this.
0: Yeah, this made me laugh a lot,
2: too. <laughs> This is a good scene. Jack doesn't want that kind of it. Uh, (laughs) Shane says, well, he sounds like he's experienced. And Jack's like, I don't want that experience. I want it to be romantic. Holding hands, standing in the rain. I want it like a drama. And then it turns out Shane is also very into Korean dramas. And uh, he reveals this in the way that people who are way too into something try to be normal about it. Until they find out if the other guy's a sicko by saying, I could recommend you some stuff. If you want. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We cut to the couch atop the trash heap where the conversation starts with Shade declaring there are good K-dramas and then there are better K-dramas. There is no such thing as a bad one. Sometimes the viewer just doesn't in sync. Shade's favorite thing, though, is the specific structure that squeezes every drop of drama from a show. The K-drama curve. And then you can also take over
0: cool uh yeah so this initially i was like all right this is kind of corny and then the line diagram of the k drama curve uh that is like <laughs> labeled with the three steps pops up on screen and i was like all right they've they've got me i'm back in
2: <laughs> i love so- how the second if you don't push the buttons to make the text appear as he starts saying k drama curve the line starts drawing itself on the screen it's great
0: amazing. That's great. So Euphoria is the intro, meeting the characters, the romance is starting to develop, and the focus is on the comedy. Then, the show shifts to the tragedy phase as soon as the romance begins to pick up momentum, while love blooms, misfortune builds in the background. A proportional amount of bad shit happens, comparable to the previous laughter. The darker it gets, the better. Shade is really into the tragedy phase. He says, let those characters starve for any kind of hope make they desperately long for each other, but none of them will give in. When the damage is done and the audience can't take it anymore, it's time for the recovery stage. The characters heal and some of the problems resolve, but they must never fully recover. Things can never go back to how they were. The romance is forever changed, but strengthened by the experiences. Jack asks how Shade got into Korean dramas, and Shade tells him that he watched them with Cherry and Neb. He uh, was forced into it at first, but then he got into it legit. Now his get, opinion is... Oh, no it, breath.
2: Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> now his opinion is is if there's one thing worth living for, that's Korean dramas. First of all,
2: love the emphasis on how first there's the pause that after there's one thing worth living for, next box, and then the the, the voice actor just kills. That's Korean dramas. Also, yeah, fucking own Nebraska Jones.
0: <laughs> Korean dramas, more worth living for than my own kid.
2: <laughs> uh, this was not supposed to be here.
1: Yeah, I got a call yeah. from Fancy Jack who was saying, hey, let's hang out sometime. And that's the only thing that got me out of the hangar during this entire stretch. Hmm. Amazing it It's free days, it's three free days in a row it's only oh no, it's only technically free days they all yeah. say free day,
2: sure, yeah, but- that something happens every single day if you've been playing the game, got
1: mm-hmm. it, yeah, for me, literally, all I had was the fancy jack call
0: did does fancy jack so i Maybe I hallucinated this, but after the conversation, I thought that Fancy Jack gave us a VHS tape, but then I went to go try to watch it, and there was nothing there, and my game was bugged enough that uh, this, this playthrough that... Okay, oh, all right.
2: Maybe, I didn't check. Let's find out. He Hang did on. not. I've, I've okay.
0: also checked. Okay. okay. I'm
1: right. really curious what the VHS system is going to come to after two tapes and it vanishes...
2: We'll get a couple oh. of extra tapes, but that's
1: about
0: it. Yeah, okay. I've, I, um, I have gotten three other tapes uh, via Pineapple Gifts so far. Oh, okay, that's what... Got it. I,
2: I have managed to avoid all of those and only gotten minigame upgrades and the
0: uh, parts. The most recent tape stance that I got is Masochist, which the, the gauge fills super fast because it likes getting you would like getting hurt. It's plus 20% to gauge from getting hurt and like plus 30% for resurrecting a part. Oh baby. Yeah. God, damn.
1: <sighs> at the end of day, it is only Duke and shade sitting at the table and shade wants to know what is bothering the obviously pissed off Duke. Duke tells him mind his own business, but shade pushes wanting to know who's after him. And if they're threatening his mother, Duke says his mother is in a safe place, but he knows they're sniffing around. And at this point, Duke is bothered because for all the Shade is prying into this, he's like, I don't really know nothing about you, Catman. And Duke is here because of his shitty situation and desperation. Knife is here because he's having a great time. No clue why Shade is sticking around the cowboy. Shade says he's just swaying any way the wind blows. He hasn't got anything more than this. Duke says that makes him sound like GW, and Shade says that uh, he's starting to understand that guy way more these days. But he says the only thing that's keeping him going is the group.
0: This is the saddest permutation of the power of friendship that can possibly just like he's like, yeah, really, I've got no purpose in life. Other than the power of friendship, and I only sort of like yeah. one-third of our crew.
2: Also, extremely alarming to hear about GW. The guy who's like, I have nothing going on in my life. Let's get a tank and bank.
0: Uh-huh. Just... We've all got that one friend.
1: hmm Yeah, it's me.
2: <laughs> so, that one friend is Paul, who goes on and on about
1: the dangers of disaffected teen men. I have some thoughts about the writing in this segment of the game. I will save them for the end-of-day cutscene. I'll go ahead and tell you
2: right now that a lot of it is improv. Basically, what seems to have happened, based on the script that they went into voice acting recording with that you can get on Steam, is that a lot of the dialogue was changed by the voice actors, and sometimes it is more obvious than others. Like, that entire thing is just, Fancy Jack wants to hang out with Shade, is all that's in the script there. hmm
1: Interesting. I'll have to start doing more comparisons. Yeah. So, there's a
2: a large amount of this game is thanks to the English voice actors. They did a, they're fucking killing it in every way.
1: Okay.
2: Takes us to day 19 with our 44 days remaining. Two days to jazz base. And, uh... In place of the start of day round table, then just tells us to wake up. We got a full day's work ahead. And uh, when we do our check-ins, when we check in with Duke, Duke has a lot to say, it turns out. Duke is finally getting used to his crappy routine. And when Shade prompts him on what he did before, he just says, I mostly gambled. And no, I'm not proud of it, actually. And Shade says, Wasn't your father a mechanic? And Duke's like, that's true. Scott was a great man, and I learned a lot just by hanging out with him. And Shane says, what happened to him? And two goes, drunk driving, hit a telephone pole when I was still in high school. Might be his biggest regret in life. And then there's like an ellipsis, and you have to hit the next dialogue box. And this is great timing to me. And then it says, to have died in his favorite car, destroyed for life, not being able to fix it one more time. <laughs> and Shane's like, I'm sorry for bringing that up. And Duke's like, don't feel bad. He was also a huge asshole when he's drunk. Unlike me, who can handle my liquor. And then we get an ellipses from Shane. And he's like, I'm not even into the heavy stuff. Just some beers and all. You know, Scott was also a terrible gambler. Gambler. Another ellipses from Shane. And then Duke's like, you know, I guess I did turn out a lot like Scott.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I will say, if you want the uplifting version of this... The late Louis Anderson had a routine about his father drunk driving to get them home, which has always stuck with me, especially because at least one of those stories ends with, eh, the car was in a ditch, but I guess we all had our limbs, and Dad didn't care because he didn't remember it. <laughs> and two, that bit about uh, to have died in his favorite car not being able to fix it one more time is kind of how my dad went out with regards to Baldur's Gate 3, which is something that somebody bought me a copy of in his honor this week. So, Aww. having a lot of feelings about that one right now.
0: oh That's, um... Unique, really yes. Unique. Yeah. All, yeah. Yeah.
1: In his honor, I have made the exact same character he played in every D&D game, which is a... Fighter slash cleric, who was just a generic human mook named all lowercase Ernie. (laughs) That works.
0: That rules. (laughs) I've
2: been been playing Carlock, who I love. I love to just yell at a lot of people. The intimidation checks are so strong on her. Successfully intimidated that fucking owlbear by yelling at it louder. (laughs) That's an extremely
0: Chris Taylor character.
2: It's so good. (laughs)
0: I cannot wait for that game to come out.
2: Extremely mean, but here's this character who's extremely mean, but secretly nice. You're right.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So elsewhere uh, around the hangar, PeePoo is contemplating life, where he came from and why he is the way he is. Shade finds this highly relatable and asks what PeePoo wants to know people wants to know why he is sapient and has free will he could have been created just to do his job and nothing else State shade suggests his creator was bored and Peepu thinks that's Pee, or bull p and then he's like what i can't even say that centers knife is contemplating getting a part-time job to help the team he ran through what he had on him and he doesn't want to take it out of the fight prizes which he is uh you know donating his share to charities and shit PeeBoo is okay with this, but menaces him, reminding Knife that he is watching and he won't escape training.
2: Knife continues to be too sweet to hang out with the rest of us. Just giving away all of his winnings to the team so the team can have an easier life. Love it. Yeah, I was
1: definitely wondering after this line if every time we see the fight prizes, that's what all three of us are getting? Or if that's just the entire thing and it goes into Shade's pocket.
2: That's everything minus what Duke Because people are getting paid for this. It's just Shade's part, Knife's part, and the team's part, basically. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay
0: downstairs uh, Neb is working at the uh, working at the little card table that they have set up and she's having a really hard time with her homework. She thinks that school sucks and has no practical use. Her autobiographical memory does not extend to boring stuff in school books. She asks what the capital, she asks Shade what the capital of Massachusetts is, uh, which Chris definitely had to look up, and uh, then says they should visit MIT to look at some technology. <laughs> He's coming, Shade's like why she's like to look at technology i guess
1: (laughs) that's a pretty good line also how do you not remember boston just for dunk purposes look
2: look, there's a lot a lot of places that you think would be the capital of a place aren't all i'm gonna say
0: olympia washington is like
2: no it's it's not olympia
0: No, I know it's not Olympia, but like, I'm okay. just saying... I was
2: going to be upset. I don't know what the capital of Washington, the state I live in is. I would have been mad. Oh, it no, it Olympia. is
0: Olympia. Olympia is the capital. No! That's what I'm oh. saying. Boo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Olympia, Washington population. Uh, oh, 56,000.
2: That makes me more surprised that all of our senators <laughs> having gotten murdered. <laughs>
1: Look, if they can still stay alive in my state, I suppose yours is probably fine. Mm, the people. Yes, of Olympia. I know. My state senators are questionably
0: alive.
2: I'm just, uh, sa- I'm just saying, the people of Olympia, we have a lot to be desired.
0: Yeah, uh, Olympia is really weird because it's where a bunch of punk rock anarchists live. Uh, a bunch of militant queer college kids live and also where a bunch of whack job white supremacists who want to storm capitals live it's it's, yeah, it's uh, a real melting pot
2: olympia <laughs> is the border between what people think of when they think of washington politics and dream racists that are actually everywhere else in washington besides this little bubble yeah
1: yeah I think if you just remove the word white supremacist from that uh, description of the populace, you basically describe my entire personality.
2: Yeah. I'm surprised that they haven't <laughs> tried to abduct them. Was it fucking Ohio or was it Wisconsin? Where did that happen?
0: Michigan. Uh, yeah, Michigan? It was, I, yeah, it was someplace in the Midwest. Wow. Yeah. I know, me too.
1: Wolf Stride, your favorite leftist politics
2: podcast. That's every every podcast I record. I'm sorry.
1: At the midnight... I'm not even going to capitalize on that slip.
2: (laughs) At the midnight rider, Moonshine and Lionel are back. Moonshine wants to know what Lionel has in his van. He always looks like he's on a stakeout. Lionel's just like, this is how I work. My van becomes unassuming because it sticks out so much. But Mujain's like, yeah, but why does it have to be so large? Which makes me assume he's like what, like the Amazon delivery vans, basically. Uh, and he <laughs> tells her, she'll find out. The less you know, the better. And this answer just makes her want to know more. So instead of telling her more, he asks why she chose a motorcycle. Moonshine says it's fast, compact, and gets her where she needs to go. And Lionel's like, hey, did you know it's also great for getting shot in the back in high-speed collisions? <laughs> Moonshine says flexibility comes with a price. And Lionel's like, I am unwilling to pay with my life, however. And she, she goes, you sound like my dad. <laughs> they're like, given that she's like 20 and he's like 40.
0: Yeah, their, their relationship turning into this like more and more this weird odd couple thing. You telling me that they're going to become bigger and bigger in the story excites me because I like their dynamic.
2: A thing thing will happen to a very important character that they are important to, not that they become main players in the story. Like, the thing does not happen without them being there. Word. Also, I just have a screenshot of the arcade that's really just for us. If you continue to develop the arcade as much as possible every day, at this point, like, Charlie Boiler and Peter show up, Heart Sister show up. Just a ton of people are showing up all of the time as you continue Mm -hmm. to develop it, which is great
0: yeah uh cap's dialogue does not change though he just keeps saying no i i i see I already see the changes that you made are helping out. Thanks
2: hmm. as I install like thirty statues, a snack bar, and a neon sign above his head. Wow, mm-hmm. see you're doing some stuff, huh? Wow, thank you
1: <laughs> also related to the arcade on our last recording, you mentioned that it's very possible to start running into the ghosts of cabinets and things that are clearly supposed uh-huh. to be there but aren't visible yet. I've also noticed that the mailbox and the hangar has this exact thing, whether or not you have prizes. Yeah. Yeah. The
2: The mailbox... Well, the mailbox wasn't there. The magic mailbox just magically appears when you buy the battle pass. So if you don't buy the battle pass, you can just get stuck on the invisible
1: mailbox. Well, the problem is the mailbox is there and visible after that, but all of the presents and things are also invisible in there. So there's just this Big hitbox extending out about five feet that you can get trapped on. That rocks. Yep, I didn't notice that until you brought it up last time and it came up in my run.
2: Uh, when we go to wrap it up, Duke's like, I'm heading out to pay my mother a visit. So there is no end-of-day meeting, and that's the end of day nineteen.
1: Day twenty, forty-three remain, one to jazz base. The day opens on Shade running into the hangar from unknown. And Duke wanting to know where the hell he's been. Duke calls him a lazy dumbass, and Knife says, "Hey, Z called.
2: Just figured out where he actually was, and it's arranging the thing that we get
1: a phone call about after the fight." Yep, Mm -hmm. that's why I was pointing out the definite thing.
0: (laughs) I'm glad I wrote the the hell hell have you been, Catman?
1: Yep, because yeah, usually you wake up in the hangar, and by all accounts, you're probably sleeping in one of these trailers. So, at check in, Duke wants to be left alone. Peepoo is worried about Knife's calves as piloting is all in the hips. Uh, <laughs> apparently, I could be a pilot. And Knife has a long monologue about fitness. He worked hard to become how he is and he loves to take care of his body. Same, dude. I'm starting to get it. Peepoo wishes he could grow muscle, saying that if he could, he'd be twice as ripped as Knife. And Knight tells him he can have any body he wants. <laughs> While Peepoo says he's a little jealous of humans. They can update their bodies through pain and suffering. Whatever they have, they earned. Peepoo then tells us, well, we're never going to be able to shoot lasers from our eyes. When he gets enough cash, he's going to be a walking tank, a pea machine. And Duke shouts over, You're already a pea machine. All you do is piss everyone off.
0: <laughs> Love this. Also, I. I'm so mad that I am finally starting to come around on PeePoo. Like, his, his little, like, kind of, like, frustrated existentialism that started to crop up is, is the thing that's going to get me to stop hating him. And I swore I would hate him forever, and I'm a little mad that I'm not.
1: I told you that. you're
0: Philosophy know, did, 102 but...
1: poo isn't bad.
0: Yeah. Everyone loves PeePoo.
2: And hey, here's the I, other uh... thing. He stops yelling when he gets censored. That's all it takes.
0: Yeah, yeah. It it really is the delivery of the P sound that is the worst of all of that. So, downstairs again, Neb still working on homework. She's trying to balance work and play. She's like, okay, one pa- page one hour of play. Actually, this is really hard stuff. Two hours of play. Actually, you know what? I'm not even in the right just like headspace to work today. I'll I'll just blow it off. This is how you're still she doing just like.
2: podcast notes an hour before you record.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. No, listen, you and I were both actually working, working the Don't last. Tell week, the listener so. that. All right, ha! fine.
1: I have a reputation. <laughs> I didn't do
0: shit this week. Congratulations.
1: It felt good. I actually just the only free like time... five hours of walks yesterday. The That's only free awesome. time
2: I'm going to have this is today, and I'm going to have to spend it playing Bowling Escapes with my child instead of reading a book.
1: Brutal. I'm going to have some free time today, and I'm going to spend it on an exercise bike watching Zeta Gundam.
0: Hell yeah. Good show. Mm-hmm. I am going to go back to bed. Uh, I'm not depressed. I'm just tired. Um, That's what sort of
2: depressed would say. <laughs> High five. <laughs> uh,
0: so Shade is like, no, you got to get it done. Here, I can help. And then, of course, it's some fucking... Math shit. And she's like, okay, if a train moves from rest to a speed of 25 meters a second in 30 seconds, what is its acceleration? And you have three joke answers, none of which are the right ones. It is, you can do this the, the silent ellipses. You can say, what happened to Massachusetts? And you can say, <laughs> doesn't matter as long as it isn't late. No matter what you pick, Neb responds, my thoughts exactly, and says she doesn't understand why she has to learn it. It's got no real practical use. Shade tries to tell her physicists and engineers might, and Neb says, Knife doesn't know this, and he pilots a mech. Knife, who is upstairs <laughs> on a treadmill, cuts into our conversation and goes, it's five-sixths of a meter per second squared, dude. This is my favorite of characterization hit. on Knife. Yeah.
2: Knife is maybe my favorite character because they don't do a lot with him and every time he's just like the sweetest boy possible in a way that's always a really good contrast to whatever else is happening.
1: Yeah, Knife could actually have have a life outside of this. He does!
2: He's the only one who's not an absolute fuck-up. He just hangs out with his nieces all the time because he's too sweet to have intercourse and have his own kid.
0: (laughs) physics himbo is, is just great. Also, um, (laughs) I, I, the, the game, both with like Duke interjecting with the, with the piss everyone off comment. And then this five, six of a meter per second squared dude thing, um, really love the way that, characters are just listening into conversations and then inserting themselves in um Chris and I talked about it before the cast but it's like yeah. a really really great way to like push the characterization forward is just like have them interrupt and yell at each other in conversations they weren't initially a part of
2: Yeah this is like new behavior in game and like it's because we basically buddy and everybody knows who each other is and they've been hanging out for a while now and getting comfortable And now it's just, here's some extra free dialogue for how they interact with each other when previously we were only working on who they are themselves.
1: Which is, like, great. Also, am I the only one who didn't have to look up either of these?
0: Uh... I mean, I didn't have to look them up because I did not care enough about the right answer outside of the universe. (laughs)
2: I didn't care about the right answer. I was just like, huh, I wonder what it is. (laughs)
0: Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. I was an AP physics student, so this was absolutely something I could do in my fucking head.
2: This one I did not care about and had the firm opinion of, doesn't matter as long as it's not late, who fucking cares?
1: (laughs) Ah. Midnight Rider. There is a new weirdo. Basically, uh, Gregor Samsa awoke and decided to put on an anime T-shirt. Uh huh. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Oh, right. Okay.
0: Go ahead.
2: One of my favorite images of all time. By the way, this is unrelated. Is that fucking cockroach in front of the computer with the headset saying "Chat"? You're not going to believe what happened to your boy Gregor today.
0: incredible um i also just remembered i was looking in the wrong place because the thing that fancy jack gives you is not a vhs tape it's a new jukebox song uh yes when yeah oh yeah, yeah. yeah yeah
1: his theme song
0: yeah his theme song so that was my bad i i just i misread a thing
1: yeah, I don't know if it's just this is where they're starting to open up where I'd put off a bunch of things until now, but I got a bunch of jukebox tracks this week. Mm. At the Crap Yard, it is possible to do Exorcism Round 3. Shade and the Demon talk, and Shade just asks why it is tormenting May. The Demon says she is a temporary vessel and just unlucky. This time, the minigame is just mashing X over and over to slash the bed a whole bunch, and then pressing A a single time at the end to sheathe your katana like a cool guy slamming the bed to the ground. The demon is getting a little panicked, saying that we will wake him before the time comes, and Angkor's eyes will fall upon us all. She's just like, I don't care about any of this, I just want you to leave the girl. And the demon offers you a deal of finding a new vessel. You can say nothing... Choose yourself or choose ZZ. No matter what, ZZ will offer herself. If you choose Shade, he will say, uh, pass.
2: Yeah, uh, I, that's what I chose. So only a real monster would say, how about ZZ?
0: Yeah, that was, that was so not my characterization of Shade. I was like, absolutely not.
1: I considered going back to see what the dialogue was, but also I didn't want to do a fucking button-mashing minigame three times.
2: Also, this if you only press one button until the end. I do love, love how you just have a single A prompt at the end. Great touch.
0: Yeah, yeah. Also, this one instead of like you know psyching himself up to do like a power slash, uh, he's he's literally just slashing the shit out of the bed, which I found very funny. Um,
1: Remember when furniture used to be good. I sleep on a mattress on a floor. Don't talk to me.
2: (laughs) You would sleep on a mattress on the floor. I knew that was true about you before you said that. Yeah, that was recording. Yeah, never mind. Yeah,
0: that was the g witch recording.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. I already knew it was true. You didn't have to tell me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's probably going to be clipped and used against me once that goes live.
2: (laughs) I'm going to clip this. I'm just kidding.
1: That's not true. No, no, I meant the I meant the bit from the G Witch stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh, You're like <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations on being that protagonist about Marxist girls or whatever. Is that <laughs> <tea>?
1: <laughs> Yep. Ah, uh, Great, now I'm just thinking of Clarice Starling telling Hannibal Lecter about what girl dinner is again. Thanks. <laughs> that was so fucking funny um, do you get enough
0: healthy meals Clarice uh, um, also in this dialogue when when he says the word demon uh, the demon is like whatever we existed like for thousands of years before the word demon was even invented which oh, okay that's a weird flex yeah he's like okay whatever abyssal spirit uh huh
1: So, as the demon goes to enter ZZ, Shade just opens a soy sauce bottle and tricks it into being trapped inside.
2: Also, the cutscene is cool. This cutscene, a lot of effort put into this compared to everything else, because it's not like the standard presentation, right? It's like big drawn art assets with some animation on them.
1: See, you're saying that, but this is just basically what most visual novels will do, where you have a bunch of keyframes over a still background. Yeah, but that, but that's unusual for Wolf's ride. That's why I'm highlighting it. I'm just saying this is a genre trope. Yeah. Afterwards, Z is appreciative, and Shade says, May just gonna need to rest this off. And we are handed a box with an explosive in it labeled Property of Bounty Hawk, <laughs> causing ZZ to wink at us. Amazing. It is the TNT Mark II, which will increase the number of high-quality scraps we get from the Junk Mine game. Uh, Apparently, um... the quote on it is, this would go so deep, the last time I used it, I dug up a childhood trauma.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The real Um, reason I posted this screenshot, very funny to me. This, uh, the, it, it manifests itself different than I thought that it would. I didn't realize that like the packages that you catch have different point values. And so yeah. the timing stays the same, the patterns stay the same, but your score goes way up, which is really nice because it doesn't like unnecessarily extend this minigame, which is still the quickest and funnest for me. Um, but yeah. like I went from averaging 66 to averaging like 84 and I would get an extra pineapple on like an actual good part instead of a scrub tier part.
2: I, I like that none of the minigames take longer than a minute, even with all the upgrades, because they start yeah. upgrading other things other than you just have longer to do this. It, it, yeah. it keeps it, like, really fun.
0: I agree. Although, I was, I did get sick of the minigames just because I had to play this entire sequence twice through because uh, of my infinite loading screen. Yeah, what that you could have
2: done is you could have just let it idle on and then gone to the arcade. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I-, I will say, on notes of boy, this sucks, uh, this game only has seven save slots. I feel like that's if a lot. you're trying to manage. Oh, and you're doing
2: two playthroughs, though, so yeah.
1: I'm doing two runs. Mm hmm. That's
2: enough for three each, and you leave one blank in the middle so you
1: don't fuck it up. That's what I'm trying to do because the le- let me tell you, my working ahead is going to stop if I lose that second run.
2: I will say oh, yeah. you should save every day.
1: Not just because of Ryan's
2: thing, yeah. but like when this game came out, I had to do like 7 bug reports before they fixed it and patched it. You're welcome. But there was a a bug where if you were running towards a zone transition and you turned to shade around while the screen was fading down on the next screen, you would be trapped in the loading border and just have to load a save. Ugh. I definitely almost did not finish Wolf over this.
1: Yeah, that's definitely something where you can tell they did not have external testers. No. This yep. Very small studio. This
2: did not go into EA. Mm-hmm. Duke today is going to visit his mother again. But who's like, before you do, what about some fight info? And uh, we find out <laughs> that Jazz <laughs> Base is a boomboxer boxer model. And they are long range fighters because they're dull scene, characters from arms, whatever you want to call it he will do his best to keep his distance and also excels at stretching arm uh excels at stripping armor and then uh it's day 21 42 days remain and today we're fighting jazz base and then we see how fucking incredible this mech is every yeah, everyone in also- this game even the robots Squirtle squad
0: sunglasses love it mm-hmm. um this mech uh does a A rhythmic pelvic thrust as its idle animation. Fuck yeah! Um, Which yeah, it really—it's just—it's just just grooving to the rhythm. It's just—it's just being jazz bass. It made me laugh seeing I just like let it idle, and it was just like pump, 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 pump. It was great.
2: At the start of day, Duke is still upset about how big a waste this is. Tiger is so broke. The fight is at Hogs Yard again because he can't pay for the arena, and everyone just like basically tells him to just shut the fuck up about it. We're gonna have to defend our rank as we get higher up, and I can use the experience anyway. Check in is pretty unnoteworthy today, except Nebraska owns what. Except Nebraska asks what the difference between a mech and a robot is, and if you get it wrong, you're fucking dead to me.
0: Uh. The answer also sends Pee-Poo into a bit of a crisis <laughs> because, because Shade is like, Yeah, if you don't have, if, if, uh, if Cowboy didn't have a pilot, uh, it would be a, a soulless husk uh, without a purpose. And Peepoo is just like, But I'm a robot. What the <laughs> fuck? At the
2: crapyard, we could ask about May, and Z says she's been sleeping deeply and more important, peacefully. Uh, and then we headed to the fight with Jazz Base where Jazzface has the fucking best intro line, where he's like, hey, let's make a deal. I just got some stuff fixed. Let me try out my moves in a quarter, okay? Love that from him, knowing he's a stretchy <laughs> arms guy, and also classic fighting game behavior. Very yeah. funny to me. Absolutely. I immediately rolled this fight.
1: Also, I noticed in this screenshot, you didn't repair your fucking head. No. <laughs> it's fine. Who cares?
2: I just find it funny. I got lit hit. Well, look, how am I supposed to know who goes up there? There's nothing up there. I guess if I... I was taking notes, so I didn't pay attention to the witch time cutscene where I would have seen that my head was destroyed.
1: (laughs) I haven't taken a hit in about four fights now. One hit, it destroyed my head and
2: did enough damage to it that immediately let me repair it, so it did not matter at all. I actually left with more head health than I entered with. Well done. Uh... Yeah, I killed this thing in like one shot, basically, because I have five. Because you do the move in three, night eater, night eater, no chest armor, move two more in, and he's immediately already locked in the corner. If you have five move points, you get a lot done.
0: I had to revamp a lot of my strategy here because I mostly I'd been wiping the floor with people using Pineapple Express, which is like the the longest range attack that's available and it's really powerful but i can only use it every other turn and uh he would that would leave him long range enough to wreck my shit so i had to like buy a bunch of close range and medium range stuff and play around in the arcade uh, or um in the in the video game arenas going up the battle pass ranks to figure out okay like all right I can do knockback shot. I can uh, do this extremely powerful punch. Okay. Like it, it, it took a little tinkering because I was relying on pineapple express way too much before this.
1: Hmm. Two turn, two turn kill. He didn't even get within range of me. Great. I, I expected this to be the fight that was going to put up any kind of counter or resistance to my strategy. And then, uh, no, your numbers are too high. Yeah,
2: like it's not. I understand why there's such like a big numerical difference between the start of the game and the end of the game, and like I understand it's because otherwise it would be too lethal for different kinds of builds. But also, it means that if you can get ahead, you like can also not have to experiment with builds either. There's like this middle ground where you should, if you don't stop doing the the mini game when it's obvious that enemies tier up, you could keep pushing and get way better gear and then you tear up. But if you don't stop there, then you kind of like also devalue the experience. The balance on this is like really hard.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I just have a generic mech in the other one that I just kind of slam through and it's not doing much of interest on these fights. However, Mm. I am curious about the next guy because I'm a little ahead.
0: Word. So during the post-fight celebration scene, Tiger immediately tries to book a rematch, which Shade declines. This seems to be his racket.
2: Yeah, you get that like little sad spring sound. Uh-huh.
0: Joy notes that Duke is uh missing. Neb says that she saw him leave in the middle of the match looking concerned. Shade is like, we should give him some space. We can listen to Neb and Joy, and Joy tells her that she used to be a bounty hunter before she was a bartender. Which uh, might explain why all these bounty hunters are amassing at her bar. Hmm. Tiger is still hounding Knife for a rematch, but refuses to fight Jack, who is 290. Yeah, he's... The
2: second anyone's slightly lower than him, he's like, nah, pass.
0: Yeah, yeah. He only wants to fight people higher than him, even though he keeps losing. The Heart Sisters have some a little new dialogue here margaret is excited that jack is here charlotte is very annoyed about tiger and margaret wants a selfie with jack and margaret is like no no um wait margaret wants a selfie with jack and charlotte says no uh yeah
2: she's like no he knows tiger knows our face and if he sees us he'll never leave her alone
0: (laughs) Uh uh-huh We head out of the bar and Shade gets a phone call. It is from Coltrane, who, if y'all have forgotten, was one of the thugs that was beating him up in the intro, uh, Mm. who says, oh, no, wait, who's Coltrane? That's
2: that's Trinket and Killer. Coltrane, we only know about from if you check the little rundown stall on the way to the Rambler and gives one of his old Yakuza <gasps> buddies who he used to drink with and stalls. Right, like
0: right, that. right. Right, right, right. I remember that he was like a, a shady figure from the Yakuza past, but I, I got the names mixed up. Okay, thank you. Um, no problem. So yeah, Col- the, Coltrane The dog says, is a Trinket and
2: Killer, I believe. Trinket's the cat? Yeah, yep.
1: Yeah,
0: I think that sounds right. You so, are yeah, correct, because I remember Killer has the bone. hmm Coltrane says, about your problem. It's done. Shade asks how he did it, and Coltrane says, quick and silent. Shade asks uh, what he did with her, and Coltrane says, the situation is hot. He'll contact him later. We hear a woman's voice ask if they'll have meatloaf or meat pie. Shade asks, hey, who was that? And Coltrane panics and hangs up. <laughs> he Shade just says, yells, Coltrane, out! yeah. <laughs> and Shade yells,
2: what the hell did you do? And then uh, completely unsettling, the game's like, hey, Ouyubun should be around tonight, which i gonna be honest, not very, not very good game design to just do that. But also, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. If they Especially didn't,
1: be- I would be screaming because, yeah, once again, uh, anytime they leave you one of these night segments after the fight, If they don't tell you, you just have to run around town looking for any trigger. Everywhere else is bare-ass empty. I checked.
2: Rest in in piss to Sybil, by the way, because when you get to the cliff, the scene automatically starts and no chance to talk to a pineapple and unlock pineapples.
1: (laughs) Oh, I was not going to.
0: I was Mm -hmm. not going to in the least. All right. Uh, I'll just, you know, oh... Having to talk to every NPC until uh, you find the plot relevant relevant one. Maybe this really is a JRPG. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, guy. Guy who loves. Sorry, person.
2: Person who loves series where that's all you do. Voice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you Listen, guy. I don't give a shit. D- trails,
2: no, I was digging at Ryan for trails.
1: <laughs> yeah, gotcha. I thought yeah. it was a me thing because I'm also a trails booster.
2: Yeah, but you wouldn't care about this. I know who to target.
1: (laughs) I 100% those. That's the funny thing. Wow.
0: Yeah. Some of those are very frustrating. Some of those are bullshit. Some of those need
1: new game plus. Uh
0: Uh-huh. I couldn't... I like replaying games. I could not bring myself to new game plus a 70 hour game where most of that is talking. You
2: like replaying games. Are you sure? What did you pick coming up next again?
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> 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 also, the difference is I cheat and I just get a new game plus save the start the game.
0: Uh, okay.
2: you should do that for Final
1: Fantasy. No, I'd have to
2: get an interface for the for the vendor card to my computer and I'm not going to do that.
1: You don't have one?
2: No, who has that? Me! I have the much more normal USB to PlayStation 2 controller adapter.
1: <laughs> oh no, I had to get uh, PS2 to USB adapters from Radio Shack back in the day because they were the only ones who did it low latency enough to play rhythm games with.
2: I play 2DX, bitch. Well, I was talking about for the memory card so I could load a uh, 10-2 save onto it.
1: Oh yeah, I had to do that because how else was I going to start backing up all of my scores? Those cards only hold 8 makes. Do you all remember Dex Drives? Yeah! Yeah. The problem is they failed too much, which is why I could never use them. Mm. Zip Drives are where it was at. But,
2: sadly, the best... (laughs) Jazz Drives, also. (laughs) No, here's the problem. Zip Drives are the best by a fucking country mile. But they came in. Right before the the solid storage game was about to be over.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jazz drives are wild because they're just like very large zip drives. And oh my god, one gigabyte of information. But, you know, it was 1995, so one gigabyte was still a hell So many a lot. copies
1: of Encarta Mind Maze. And then CD burners became way more common.
0: This <laughs> <laughs> is old people
2: talking about technology.
1: Okay, real quick. Real quick before
2: we before you do this, my child has been obsessed with the concept of watching the ring, and we did it, and half of the time, I just had to explain what was going on because she doesn't know what a landline is, she doesn't know what a vHS tape is.
0: Oh my god, yeah, that it the entire
2: a... everything in the movie is just me explaining what happening here because the entire movie's plot is predicated on dead technologies.
0: I feel like that is a good prep, a decent premise for a ring sequel is (laughs) uh, it traps a bunch of zoomers who don't understand the mechanisms of the horror. And then I had to explain the the novels did that. The novels are wow. Oh yes,
1: they're bad, but they do address a lot of things that a lot of people are like, wow, you couldn't do this. No, no, he tried. (laughs) Just upload it to YouTube. Yeah. Ha. And uh, B. I think I've mentioned at least on Boku the uh entire new edition of Sailor Moon which just has a glossary in the back that is just straight on dunking on my age because it has explainers for floppy disks VHS tapes and rental stores uh like
2: oh, yeah yeah oh, oh my god <laughs> okay we were out of walking you know how people have little lending libraries in their yard this person yeah, had yeah. the great display, that had a blockbuster logo on it and it was full of VHS tapes so I was like, "What are those, sister?" <laughs> Fuck man. I had to deal I'm with dying. that one
1: years ago because of my youngest sister.
2: Yeah, but this person is in my house playing my video games on my computer. It's different.
1: So was my but youngest sister.
2: Alien. Oh, that's true. I forgot <laughs> it. I didn't I didn't hear the word sister and I don't know why but I assumed you said niece. Nope. <laughs> no, I no longer have a niece, because she sold her.
0: <laughs>
2: anyway. Woof. Matt, leave that in. Oh, out yeah. Ryan's Ryan saying woof, and let's just no. on?
0: <laughs> it's just very funny for that to be a non sequitur. Please, please leave my expression of shock <laughs> and displeasure in there. <laughs> uh, speaking of
1: shock and displeasure... Uh, Shade finds Oyabun and just unloads on this old blind man, asking why he's still a fuck-up and can't get anything right. And Oyabun just goes... Let's
2: let's retake that, because what's happening is Shade is just emotionally dumping on him. He's not calling Oyabun a fuck-up.
1: Okay, fair. I read your line. Shade finds Oyabun and just unloads on the guy, asking why Shade is still a fuck-up who can't get anything right. And Oyabun's response is, what the fuck are you talking about? He says, this is your choice. This is not because you were Yakuza. This is because you need to own what you've done. Shade, like everyone who has a pity party, does not love this real talk and asks Oyabun, what happened to all the butterfly shit, man? Oyabun says, your time is running out and you got to make a choice soon. Shade keeps bouncing between two extremes. And when is he going to stop and just be glad for what he has? What you should do is stop preaching to everyone else and worry about yourself, because you need to make things right before it's too late. Shade is avoidant, and Oyabun's like, Are you happy? Shade says he is. Oyabun tells him, If that's true, go hug your kid and tell her that you love her. Shade's just like, I'm not her father. Oyabun tells Shade, You're just running away, and all of these problems are kind of connected to that. Oyabun then says, Are you gonna tell Duke? And Shade says, no, no, that was a mistake, and putting Duke at ease will endanger his mother. So Oyaban goes, what do you even want out of this? Well, Shade says he wants to do something good for once, something he can be proud of. And Oyabun says, that is bullshit because you don't trust yourself or those around you, but strangely enough, as someone who was Yakuza, you know every decision you make is final. We all became Yakuza to protect the ones we love from the Yakuza. We got down in the dirt so better people could stay clean. This explains so much about Knife when he is surrounded with human meat shields of misery. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the scene fades and Oyabun says, The difference between you and I is I'm not willing to forget all the good things for the sake of the bad ones.
0: Get his ass. Get this ghost's ass That's
2: right Uh, This depressed guy Get him
1: (laughs) That's our entire podcast network
2: (laughs) Yeah it is Uh, Then we cut To basically Standing on the highway in front of the moon Like Shane and Nebraska do But they're all transparent like ghosts As Neb begins to narrate And over the scene they'll like fade in Slowly there's like good stuff here Nebraska says, I'll never forget those times. September 2017. We had so much fun together. So fucking weird Mm. to me. This this game takes place in a specific time, in a specific place, and it's the United States in September 2017, but an alternate one. So fucking weird to me.
0: Yeah, well, and they haven't. Like there's no real concrete information about when it diverged from our world, and I don't necessarily need that. But then when shit like K dramas and September 2017 pop up, it it just it creates this very uncanny feeling, which I like. Love to talk about
2: K dramas in September of 2017 with my manimal pig friend. Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
1: Nothing is ever going to surprise me with something like this. After Chainsaw Man being a 90s series. Mm. And also, nothing. The 90s about... feels more normal. September 2017 is not
2: that long ago. This game came out last year. It's not. You know what I mean? Like, that's not. Also, that's weird. Weird that it's so close to me, is what I think is the problem here.
1: The K dramas thing makes sense to me because. The U.S. seems to be in a rough state, and I feel like there's probably not a Hollywood anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, I just lost it. Well, listener, try to imagine it. It was pretty funny in my head before I forgot. Huh. God, God. If
2: only I was like Keith J. Carberry and I had a soundboard where there was a button of myself laughing on it, I would have put it right
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the
2: fucking funniest thing to ever happen was that entire yeah, bit. Yeah. Um,
0: oh, the thing that I was going to say is maybe this is just a reference, uh, another reference, and the developers are big uh, Aaron Sorkin's The Newsroom fans. Oh.
2: <laughs> wait, 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 wait! I got it, I got it. Put it on here, I believe. Um...
1: If this is the clip, I think it is. I'm going to yell it.
2: Nope, that's not the one. Nope. where <laughs> did the newsroom one go? You said you would do it. I did give you that clip.
1: All right.
2: I don't know where it went. All right. I thought I put reported. We reported the news on the soundboard. Never mind. We reported but the, the news. news is
1: on my personal soundboard, so I'll give it to you again later. The soundboard of my soul. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I bought a stream deck solely for soundboard and occasional editing <laughs> assistance <laughs> <laughs> and now it's just turned into nothing but a fucking morning zoo crew board. yeah you got you got to
2: get the mario oof we reported the news <laughs> all the stuff anyway she'll never forget those times september 2017 they had so much fun together uncle knife duke Pee-poo and Shade. I miss them so much, and I miss those times of peace and laughter. I even miss who I used to be. Not that I regret who I have become. But my world was pure back then. My body felt lighter. Now, with blood on my hands, whenever my soul dives deeper into the darkness, I swim back to those times. I smell the flowers, and I laugh with them once again, and I wish I could stay there forever, eating Shade's omelet, helping Uncle Knife. I even miss that stupid homework. Then I'm pulled out again. I shake the dust from my heavy shoulders <coughs> once more into the fray. As I rip through the flesh, bending metal, piercing bones, losing my mind in a desperate, and insane struggle. There's still a place in my heart that holds my true self. Reminds me of who I really am. My oasis. Seat of hope. My dearest memory.
1: This scene... Combined with some of the other discussions that happen in this recording session, are where I think I've turned on this game, because I can only see a few ways forward. That is not going to be us just yada yadaing over what happens to Nebraska to put her into either the army or a hit woman, and all of them or a neck pilot. Let's be clear. Maybe, but it definitely sounds like she is doing this very personally. I, I'm very curious about all of this, and I don't think it's going to land the plane. This is the first time I started to go, I don't think this is going to land the plane. Hmm. Remember what's up with this. I don't know. I'll find out. Maybe I will be surprised, but this cutscene really made me go, I don't know about this. I, uh,
0: they uh, they have been so how do I put it? Their foreshadowing has not necessarily lined up with how it gets delivered once it's been after it's been foreshadowed. And so I am going to leave an open keep an open mind. But also, I did not have the same skeptical or dubious or you know worried feeling as you. So I'm I'll, I'm just I'm going to be I'm going to be a blank slate, y'all. It's also like irrelevant to me, right? Because the
2: core the core of the scene is that Nebraska is having a chance to herself to reflect because all of the characters she could talk to she cannot either cannot have this kind of conversation with or our shade who we got way bigger fucking fish to fry than I'm having a good time here. You know what I mean?
1: I think the big thing is that, especially given her ties to organized crime and all of this, and the fact that she's really into bounty hunters and other things, the blood on my hands, soul in the darkness line is the thing that pushed me over the edge. Because that makes it sound like it's not a mech pilot, it's I am doing dirty work. Sure. She is also Shade's kid. You know. Oh yeah. I'll see. Maybe there's something, but every way this plays out with what I have right now, I don't like it.
2: Mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now, I don't think this is relevant in any way, if I remember correctly. This is just a at the end, you get to guess what happens. Cool.
1: I almost hate that more. No problem.
2: Like, there is a definitive ending. You get to guess the distance between he- there and here if you care about this.
1: Okay. Yeah, we'll see. I got 40 days left. <laughs> yeah, that's a long fucking... It
2: feels really long, but goes by really fast. Hmm. I'm also playing this... Unless you're making a... <laughs> uh,
1: I'm going to just give you a tip that made my taking notes ahead much easier from the old screenshot Let's Play days. You Mm. just play the game while you're recording the video of it and then you scrub through it for dialogue. Can't be doing that. Then you don't have to stop for notes. That's not the life I live. I can't be doing that.
0: Yeah. I, I, the, the taking of the notes is the thing that commits it to my memory so that I am able to actually comment on it meaningfully later.
2: Yeah, like, The detachment would be a problem for me, I think
0: like the, the, like the temporal detachment. It would be for me too. So before we exit or (laughs) before we end this episode, God, I wish I had reporting the news now. (laughs) (laughs) Before we end this podcast, we do get a news update. We reported the news. The International Peace Police, very funny name for cops, is investigating (laughs) a series of suspicious shipping containers that might be related to the Russian government. Several containers have been intercepted on their way to the Soviet Union this Friday. The Dachuan Corporation, a multi-billion dollar Chinese company, uh, is under investigation, but it denies any relationship with the Soviet Axis. Soviet leaders have also denied any involvement with the intercepted Chinese cargo. The contents seized include plates of tempered black metal, huge circuit boards, and what is assumed to be the components for an experimental weapon. So, if you wanted to
2: speculate about timeline divergence, here, to me, this at least pushes it back as far as, like, Vietnam. Because the fact that it's, like, the Soviet axis says something to me about, oh, domino field.
1: Mm -hmm. And yet China is still independent enough. Yeah. Just interesting. Yeah. What did we think about this stretch? Also... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I just rewatched the 1994 Street Fighter last night, and the International Peace Police is definitely the AN allied nations from that movie. It's just...
2: Such a funny name for, like, the fucking UN super cops that just kick in your door from any, in any country.
1: But it's much funnier if it's Jean-Claude Van Damme and Kylie Minogue. Me a little bit. Ah. <sighs> what do we think about the this this section of Wolf Pride? Other than that Nebraska bit, I was okay with this. This is a pretty good stretch. It's just, it's very open.
0: Yeah, it, um, the, I mentioned last episode that I was really happy to finally be in the like regular rhythm of like go talk to people, play the minigames, buy some parts, sleep, go talk to people. So that loop continued. I'm a little bit sore and sour just just because of the bug issues. And like if if a hundred percent of the game is is dialogue in minigames, then having to repeat several hours of that dialogue in minigames just a bummer but that's not like that's not the writing's fault that's not the game design's fault that's just this was a very small team with a small budget very indie game and i hit a bug and it made me grumpy that's all
2: do not forget you can even you should be able to even use uh, the cutscene skip on dialogue yeah 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 but then my hour count won't be accurate it will be accurate because you didn't read all that dialogue again, so the time shouldn't be there. <laughs> what I like the most about this section is that chatting with Korean dramas is given equal space and treated equally as serious as here's how I met, my ex- met and fell in love with my ex-wife and why I left her.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's what I, I th- like about it. Everything
2: yeah. that's important to the character is treated as equally important because it's important to them.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. No, that is, that is nice. It's th- like this game, like the goofs, the emotions, the non sequiturs, they are all given equal weight. And that is, that is that is what I was missing from the beginning of the game when I was like, oh, this tone is all over the place. The tone is still all over the place, but they're comfortable. It, like I'm comfortable enough with it now to realize, like, oh no, it's just they're they're giving every part of this game equal weight, and that that's fun.
2: Yeah, it about something specific. It's the game about life, and these are just the fucked up weirdos whose lives it's about.
0: Right, right.
2: It's not, like, about the mech tournament. The mech is not more important. The crime is not more important. It's pretty Mm. good. I like that about it.
0: Me too.
1: I, again, I'm a little ahead, so I am looking forward to this next chunk has my attention. There's some stuff I want to talk about that's directly into the next day, but I can't. So... I do pick Uh, up on it.
2: Simple. you will get a location change at some point, and at at that point, you should stop playing ahead. That's near the end of the game, but you should stop when you get to a
1: location. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just trying to get a couple ahead so we can have bonus notes. That's it. I'm not trying to do the whole game. Okay. Great. Yeah. I just have that second one so I can do notes without a file that's been fucked up.
2: It, it, is it really fucked up if that's the life you wanted to live? The life you wanted to live is fucked up, but is it fucked up to you?
1: <laughs> I more mean that <laughs> the fact that I don't have an arcade or the pineapple system and God knows what else.
2: You can probably just go get the pineapples. You just have to go there, I think, because that thing is always there.
1: Yeah, the bus stop is the one outside Z's place, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's just that one you shit probably me. can't get without the entire Nebraska adventure trigger, which you skipped.
1: Yeah, uh, I I checked for it; it's not there. I did do that scene now, so we love the captain. If he said more than one thing, I might.
2: Well, look, well, he had a lot to say, and now he's resting because that was a lot for him. He's old, and that made him tired. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he used up uh-huh. like a month's worth of energy to talk to me for thirty minutes.
1: As I get older, I definitely imagine that I could give one long exposition dump and then be tuckered out. Sure. Yeah.
2: Me lecturing my child and now I gotta go take a nap for two hours.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I wish that was a joke. Speaking of jokes, what else do commercials? Ah,
1: <laughs> uh, You can find more shows like this on our Patreon at pitchdrop.cash where you will hear extended versions of this about the game Final Fantasy XIV, podcasts about anime. I talk about manga with regular host and editor Matt. It's all sorts of fun, and all you have to do is give us as little as a dollar a month from the bottom of your heart. But if you give us five, you get more goodies.
2: Sybil, you thought it was a joke, but this week was about how you should uh arm the working class with guns. Yep. <laughs> That's what that podcast is. So you thought you were making a joke, but it's the truth.
1: I know what some of the discussion topics (laughs) I've had on sideshows are. I wasn't entirely joking.
2: (laughs) That That was the content of the
1: game to be discussed. Gotcha. Well, don't worry. If we go into what looks like it's going to be a future season, we can have a whole divergence about credit score
0: oh boy uh, Yeah. yeah so, fake.
2: don't pay medical bills uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: i don't <laughs> i don't think uh i have anything specific to plug beyond the patreon but i will just say that uh matt sybil and i recently recorded a one-off episode about uh gundam witch from mercury that was a lot of fun i believe that is going up on the patreon patreon feed sometime soon so check that out it's gonna rule
2: Oh, this is my turn? I don't have anything to say. We already discussed them all. Cool. Right. Destroy anti-homeless architecture. How about that? Get some concrete. Get some quick-dry concrete. Get some boards. Really easy. You and two friends can do it in 30 minutes. Costs you 10 bucks. Costs them thousands of dollars to fix. If you do it enough, they'll give up.
1: Related to that, if you just want a nice uh, heartwarming bit that anti-homeless architecture made me think of, and you got 25 minutes to kill. There's a free documentary on YouTube called Soap or Die about a man who is trying to become the last ambassador of the soap shoes brand, but is so odious that the editors he hired to make his documentary fucking hate him. And it shows and it makes for the most unintentional comedy. Just a good time. Go watch it.
2: Is he Sonic the Hedgehog? <laughs> he wishes. They should just do that. Doesn't Sonic the Hedgehog wear soap shoes?
1: Yes, he actually bemoans that the only way children know what soap shoes are, because the brand has been dead for years, is Sonic the Hedgehog. And they think Sonic invented that, but no. Soap was there before Sonic.
2: I really, I thought Sonic invented that. And I was alive for that, because I don't understand the point of that.
1: Pretty much. Now imagine being in your 40s and making that your entire personality, and you can imagine why this documentary is such a fun time.
2: (laughs) I gotta go, because the only responses I have about that are unbelievably mean. But all of us know something about being in our 40s and making one weird specific thing their entire life.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Now Um, that we're
2: sad, peace out, fuckers. only,
1: Only one of us is banned from another country like this guy, though.
2: Okay, fair. (laughs) Goodbye.
1: (laughs) All
2: right, bye.